You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Good morning. morning. Thanks for everybody jumping on. Uh, Appreciate it. Even the people that we don't know at this point. This is super exciting. Miel. (laughs) Miel. Uh, Ryan's on. Ryan is on. Myself, Philip Ramsey. Um, Quick housekeeping. We've changed to Zoom uh, because the other one was not working great and we couldn't see or hear Orion. And whenever we can't do that, we just change immediately. We just (laughs) immediately change. Um, So uh, Tom's jumping on. So that's great. As you know, this is kind of the end of our Radical Relationships Month. It's been really good for me just to be able to be intentional with my kids, with my wife, uh, with my friends, and reach out to a couple people. So we'd love to hear how other people have been feeling the month is gone. Have you felt like you've been really intentional with the relationships? Has it been helpful? What have you learned? Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Talk to us. And we'll we'll kind of let's do it like this where we'll go through and kind of recap each week just so that we kind of do it from a more specific uh lens if that sounds good. Okay. Um so we'll go through we'll do week 1 where we talked about creating an uncommon marriage, week 2 uh creating intentional connection with kids and last week was being an uncommon friend. So mm-hmm. I think if we can kind of do high level flyovers of each and then just kind of reflect on the month what were the wins from those or what are what are even some of the the challenges that you might be working with from Mm -hmm. each of those yeah Um, and then just just a reminder that we're having uh dinner at my house uh the second at six o'clock so and then whoever wins all the challenges gets a hundred dollar gift card which is sweet so super fun all right go ahead well, and yeah, leaderboard update for the challenge. So as of this morning, current leader is Eric and first Phil, technically Matt, because we can't, Phil can't win. Uh, or maybe he can't, I don't know. No. And then Tom is in third. Nice. Up, Tom. Tom's just come in with like a bat out of hell hitting these challenges. So it's awesome to see him, <laughs> him latching on and uh, implementing things. Like Phil said, we thought it'd be good. We've covered a lot over this Radical Relationships Month. So we just wanted to take some time this morning. Uh, We will at the end kind of cover our topic of just how do we generally add value in all of our relationships. We wanted to give give you guys, give us as a group time to just kind of reflect on the weeks that that we've had. So we'll start with just recapping week one. So that was creating an uncommon marriage. Kind of the high level summary there was we talked about some qualities um, of an uncommon you know, spouse being us as husbands. So mm-hmm. loving leadership, intentionality, effort, honesty, transparency, romance, reliance on God for strength, wisdom and curiosity and appreciation and effective communication. And then uh, we just talked about, we shared like the preparations that we had put in prior to marriage, like those premarital classes and things that we do to prepare. 
mm-hmm. but then what are some things that we can practically do like in marriage to continue to uh, invest? So whether that's serving together, taking a class with our wives, you know, reading a book, having a devotional time, we kind of covered just those, those rhythms that we can have uh, to make sure that we're connecting. And then I'll just share some of the practical skills we covered, and then we can hear from you guys of just some reflections. So active listening. So saying things like it sounds like, or tell me more about, Mm -hmm. or if I'm understanding you right, that just shows our wives that we are listening. We're interested in what they're saying. Generative questions. So uh, let's just stop asking our wives, how was your day or how'd you sleep? Asking, <laughs> asking more questions that force them to to think so like what was not how was your day what was the best part of your day or what was something that made you smile today or what was something mm-hmm. that frustrated you about today because um, yeah we can talk about real stuff as well the third skill was mirroring so essentially you're just repeating the last thing that someone said so if your wife is, tells you i had a great meeting with a client today all you have to do is say oh you had a great meeting with a client today demonstrates that you're actively listening and invites them to share more detail. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is emotional labeling, which this applies to marriage as it does with our kids and really any relationship can be beneficial. Um, just saying things like that sounds frustrating or exciting or, or intimidating. And the great part about emotional labeling is you don't have to be right. If you're wrong, the person will have to think about the label that you offered and say, no, I'm not feeling frustrated it's more so disappointed and then they'll be able to think more clearly about how they're feeling so with that flyover wanted to put it out to you guys i want actually to specifically call out tom because he texted us uh in the little group message that we had with the the elevate kind of experience we had the guys in that and he said this has been the most fulfilling week in a long time basically i think he said ever but he meant like a long time so Tell us, Tom, what uh, what has been so fulfilling and what have you done differently that makes it fulfilling? Because I saw a couple posts that you post on Facebook. It looks like you're just dominating a life. And so I wanted to give you some platform here. Um, I think it's just, you know, investing in my wife and my kids, just, you know, relationships. And you you can thrive at other areas of life. You know, you can make money, you can work hard, you can do all those things. But in reality, relationship is what really matters. And it's very life-giving. It, you know, once you invest in it, it comes back and, you know, they want to talk to you. They want to be around you. And it's just very life-giving hmm. in that way. So cool, man. So cool. Took your wife out to eat, right? That was fun that you did that. Yeah. What other things did you do? Because I felt like there was a couple other things that was like, dang, dude, Tom, it's doing awesome. Um, I wrote her a letter of how I like think that I'm attracted to her, things that I love about her, and tried to think of things that I knew that she doesn't think that she's necessarily like that I would be attracted to, you know, like. When your wife's at home, she's been with kids all day or for a few hours, you know, and she's a hot mess. And it's like, that's like, it's attractive to me because she's, you know, she's investing in our kids. She's investing in our home. And so I am trying to tell her, like, that I appreciate her and I love her for that. And so I think she appreciated that. And, you know, growing up for her, she... um 
had a little bit of verbal abuse and didn't she struggled with knowing if she's beautiful or not and so just really trying to work with that and to try and help her overcome that trauma Mm. that's good man and the fact that you're so intentional with that like is going to only help her process those things so i'm really encouraged by that chris how are you doing man with everything oh pretty good um I'm definitely not the rock star that Tom is here. He's he's setting the bar high. Yeah, he sure <laughs> but, is. But uh, no, I mean, my wife has definitely commented on um, just like the effort that I've been putting in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I really wouldn't even say it's like an. It's not like when I think about effort, I think of like strain, like mm-hmm. going above and beyond. It's just like you know, thinking back to being motivated from the weekend, um, just being intentional and not being so passive and just, you know, mm-hmm. letting stuff happen around me, just controlling more of the moments around the house to your comments, Tom, of like being intentional with questions to your wife. Um, that was one thing that I've tried to implement a lot more at the dinner table with the kids and with my wife, um, just like, what was the best thing that happened today at school? Not like, what'd you learn at school? Cause it's never a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I learned to listen to my teachers. <laughs> and, uh, so it's, it's been fun to have more intentional, like thought provoking questions asked throughout the house. And my wife's even started to do that with the kids now. Um, it seems like, so it's been a lot more fun at the dinner table, just being intentional with, mm-hmm. with the kids and, and my wife. That's good. How's the puzzle table? Have you turned it into a cribbage table? <laughs> yeah, I actually get, did that once. Um, and then uh, now twice it's turned into the, uh, the chosen uh, uh, watching that, watching that on the iPad. So, yeah we're at least we're at least watching something together now instead of her watching something completely separate so yeah i'm still excited about the time where that turns into strip kit cribbage so we're still (laughs) still looking forward to that (laughs) (laughs) that's good good job chris uh i'll jump in quick and then i want to hear from you ryan um but one of the things from this past weekend when we uh hung out was i wanted to pray at least once a week with my wife and Sunday after or Sunday evening, when the kids go to bed, we just talk through, Hey, what's going on this week? What can I pray for you about? Uh, and it's been really good. This has been the second week uh, we've done it. And I feel like, I don't know why we didn't do that before. Um, just pray. And it's just really, it's an intimate moment where you can really f- hear what's going on in your spouse's like thoughts and it's vulnerable. And it's just really, it's been really good. And so thanks for holding me accountable to that. Um, but that's been really good for our marriage. Um, and then <clears throat> just being a little bit more intentional, my wife's 41st birthday was, uh, what was that? Monday, Tuesday, what was that? Monday. Yep. It's Wednesday. So, uh, I had all of our kids write 10 things that they loved about their mother. And then I wrote 11. So we have three kids plus my 11. So that's 41. And then we put it up on the wall with little sticky notes. And I felt like that was a, I think she really appreciated that. You know, there's, Sometimes mother mothering is a very thankless job. And so 
hearing what our kids said, I think was really good. So that's my update. Orion, talk to us, big dog. Yeah. So um, intentionality. So me and my wife, we have been, um, it's something that we just started in the new year um, that we were like planning on at the end of last year, kind of like, Hey, listen, things want to do differently. And so we, you know, like, Hey, once a, one Saturday, every morning, every Saturday, we wake up and we pray together. Uh, we pray for each other. We pray for our kids. Um, and right now we're doing our devotion together about daughters um, because our daughter, she's turning 13. Um, so we've been really intentional um, with her transitioning from, I guess, from a, a little girl to a young lady. So just trying to help my daughter, our daughter kind of process through that. Um this is different challenges he's going to have or having with friendships um, or uh, what we will say life giving friendships, trying to seek those out as opposed to, Oh, this person is nice to me. So let's be friends with them. That's nice. That's okay. But is that person really been a positive influence on your life? Right. So we've been praying through that, doing that devotion um, and also having regular date nights. Um, there's one thing I really committed to. It's like every week, you know, Thursday night is going to be our date night. So it's something we can all look to and expect. Um, and then in regards to my kids, um, I like having things on the calendar and the schedule. So every Saturday morning, we're going to walk. Don't right? So they know what to expect. I know what is happening. So mm-hmm. because it's easy Um if it's planned out and on a schedule for it to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not, they can hold you accountable as well. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> dad, it's my week. It's my week, dad, dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, cause I feel like if I don't have it like on a routine, then I'll just like, it'll happen for a couple of weeks and it just fall to the wayside. Yeah. So that's been really uh, encouraging. Um, I don't know. Something else I was going to say, I lost my thought. Dang it. Oh, yeah. So this one Saturday morning, I did the whole breakfast in bed, which is great. And you posted about it. It looked actually amazing. So yeah. kudos. <laughs> so I did that. And then at, right after that, so as she was eating, I was like, hey, kids, let's go for a walk. So she actually ate in peace, yeah. you know, watched the show. <laughs> so it was great for her just to kind of just, you know, not have the kids, you know, come like, hey, mom, hey, mom, do this, do that. So it was good. That's awesome. That's uh, so funny that you share that last part, Orion, because I also did the breakfast in bed challenge. And then no, I took a picture where I placed the tray next to her and she was laying the other way. And then probably five, 10 minutes later, both our boys come running into the room and jump in bed with her. So I took a picture of that. So I probably didn't <laughs> stick the landing quite as good <laughs> with like giving her the piece. She was a good sport about it, but next time I'd be like, all right, kids, <laughs> let's, let's get out of here and make sure we don't get syrup all over our sheets. So <laughs> good job. All of you guys really for putting in the the effort, like Chris mentioned and Again, it's not so much those those big grand gestures. It's just the small, consistent things we can do every single day. And even like Tom shared, just affirming our wives with how beautiful we see them uh, in the roles that they play, um, especially with like being mothers. Like 
that can be thankless. They don't always feel attractive or, or sexy when the house is a mess and their hair's all tangled, but we can really like speak uh, positively into those moments and be like, man, I see just how amazing of a mom you are. And um, all the, all the things that you do, like our wives need to be like seen, heard and, and, and feel safe. So there's like the three big, big ways that we can like show them love the best. So good. All right. So week two, we talked about uh, just being an intentional father or parent and what does the qualities of an uncommon father have? We, we kind of narrowed it down to intentionality, understanding high EQ, empathetic, encouraging, modeling Christ, self-sacrificing, invest in our own knowledge and growth as a father, which I feel like this is every week we're doing that. Um, so current challenges that we thought about uh, why we don't connect with our kids was technology was really a big one. Uh, just the passivity of just being maybe lazy or just tired, impatient, other commitments, limited time. What other challenges do you guys think? Can you remember any of them? Other ones that we were thinking of like, because I feel like that's most of them. Um, importance of practicing gratitude as a father, in spite of all the challenges we face as dads, write out and reflect regularly what we are thankful for as being a father. I feel like it's so easy just to fall victim to like, dang it, I have too many kids. Uh, but <laughs> instead of like being grateful for all the, the blessings that they are, um, I've been reading this book. It's a really dumb book, but it's actually kind of hitting me right where I'm at now. It's the book of awesome. And it's a thousand things that are awesome. Uh, and it's just one little things like when the grocery lane, somebody flips on the grocery light and you get to walk in like awesome, you know, like so little things that are just like make you smile, which has made me kind of pause and reflect on things that I'm thankful for. Um, but uh, so then practical skills to enhance our connection with our kids is considering the positive qualities of our kids. And then also encouraging them instead of like just disciplining them all the time, encouraging them uh, to, you know, kind of look at it in a different light. So even when our kids act out, we have the opportunity to reaffirm them in the positive qualities. Gosh, that's super convicting. Um, uh, by affirming positive traits and avoiding labels, uh, we really do let our kids thrive. And, you know, in the passage, like, don't be a nag on your kids. Like, don't anger your kids. I feel like that's a really good... Uh, passage for that. So we're trained, we're dedicated to training um, our children to be better Christ-like followers, but in that, like also asking for forgiveness with them. I think that's a huge component of this uh, is letting them see you vulnerable um, and then fostering emotional safe uh, environment. This will help create trust in our kids when we feel comfortable sharing with us you can ask your kids that they feel like home is a safe place to show them to share emotions. Uh, I'd love to know if anybody asked that question to their kids. Uh, I haven't yet, but I have heard that sometimes when kids get home, like they're just way more emotional because at school they can't be emotionally like safe. So they just bottle it up until they get home. And then, <laughs> so it's not a bad thing that they're like way emotional. That actually could be a really positive thing. So has anybody ever asked their kids, like, do they feel safe at home or is this a safe environment to talk? And yeah, I, I I did that whole like bottling your emotions up at school. That's my daughter because uh -huh. when she comes home, she's like, "Hey, dad. Hey, mom." You know, and she said like, you know, her seventh this year, seventh grade has been a really uh, rough year here. Uh, I guess friendship wise for her. Mm. 
So just being able to have her, like I said, like me and my wife just kind of talk with her and reaffirm her, encourage her, like, hey, um, let's pray about this. You know, let's mm-hmm. pray that God sends some some um, godly friendships. Mm-hmm. So um, good for you. All right, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think another thing that I've seen do is just ask really good questions and just be calm about it. Uh, Chris, you said something when we were driving up to Minnesota that is just still in my head. And correct me if I say this wrong, but when emotions are high, wisdom is low. Did I nail it? Yeah, that's it. And I just felt like that's really a, such a good calling for me and my parenting. Because sometimes when emotions are high, I'll escalate the emotions. <laughs> not helpful. Not helpful. Um, and so when emotions are high, wisdom is low. And so try to be the lowest temperature in the room. Be a calming presence when your kids are acting out, throwing fits. Don't escalate to their level. Bring your voice down. Crouch down to their level. Speak slowly and ask questions so they can start processing what's happening. And I like this helping your kids label their emotions and trying to avoid terms like happy, mad, sad, but excited, frustrated, disappointed, anxious, embarrassed, like like tell me what's happening so we can walk through it together. I think is a really cool idea and strategy um, so you can get on their level. So two other things that we talked about, encouraging your kids' uh, sense of identity, praising efforts and results, connecting their identity to their character and work ethic, not the result. Uh, It can be really good because I'm competitive, so I like to win. Uh, So that's helpful for me. And celebrate their personal voice by involving them in family decisions as they get older. That's been really good for our family as we start, you know, getting a little older and, and hearing, although we have three, so it's always like two against one. It really sucks. But, um, and they always say three is the worst like group number. We freaking nailed it. Um, so uh, <laughs> last thing, show grace and patience as a dad. You're going to make mistakes, learn from them. Um, I think just ask for forgiveness is the biggest thing for that. So they can see a modeled person who has hum- humbled themselves Um and, and authentic with that. I think that's going to go a long ways. So uh, what wins have you guys experienced as a dad this past month? I love the donuts with dad, Orion. I think that's great. The walk and donuts, I think is something I need to think through and implement, honestly. Tom, you took your uh, oldest son to Florida. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I, my sister lives in Florida. And so I went to go visit her and originally it was just going to be me and just me going down there and i my sister has a child who's you know like five years older than my son tj and i thought oh you know it'd be kind of fun to do that so i actually bought the plane ticket and i waited a whole month and a half which was really hard for me and on the day of i wrote him a note saying i have a surprise for you you have to go to sleep in order to find out the surprise so in the morning you will know the surprise mm. he had no idea he was thinking like things that we've done before like the playground for kids go to main street for donuts or coffee or not coffee but you know for treats and stuff like that like he just he was thinking everything around here so i woke him up the next morning at 5 30 in the morning and i said hey buddy we're gonna go to florida and he was still waking up and still trying to process it. But, you know, like 
on the way back, he was like, this was the best trip ever. This was so fun. And he loved it. And, you know, my daughter, who is three, almost four, you know, she's starting to, like, pick up on that. And she's like, oh, I want to go on an airplane. I said, oh, I said, oh, we will. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of ways to surprise my daughter because now she's mm-hmm. thinking of that. But I did write her a note. And there was, like, a daddy-daughter date hosted by a church. And so I wrote her a note, and, you know, my wife had already bought her a dress, and so we surprised her with a dress that day, and she loved dressing up. So went on a daddy-daughter date, and I was actually coming back from the retreat weekend, and mm-hmm. so I was very intentional that night, just, you know, put my phone away, got down at her level, danced like she wanted to, tossed a balloon, you know, do just do everything that she wanted to do. You know, blasted. We don't talk about Bruno on the way home. That was <laughs> it's oh, an yeah. annoying song a little bit, but you know, I'll do it for my daughter. So. <laughs> That's right. That's sacrifice right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just the beginning, and you know, sometimes you know I'm convicted because you know my kids are young, and I feel like I don't have to be there until they're a little bit older. But no, it starts. Now it starts when they're young because mm-hmm. as they get older, you know, you, you you build that relationship and you start to see what you could do and things that they love. And so, yeah, I've been trying to challenge myself to start now instead of waiting until they're a little bit older. Right. That's good, yeah. Tom. That's really good. Chris, you had a daddy-daughter dance that you made sure that you were back for from the, the weekend. How'd it go? Yeah, it was good. Um, Quinn's always super excited for that stuff. She's she's kind of a tomboy for the most part, but then she really likes to dress up. So, yeah, just just making it known to her that she's beautiful and she's loved and buying her the corsage and um, taking her out to dinner. It was just a really fun experience. Then grabbing ice cream afterwards. And yeah, it was a really good, really good time with her. Um, not much of a dancer and neither am I. So I guess she's following after dad. <laughs> She'd rather play crafts and eat food. So that's about what we did. But as far as like the other kids, I would say, you know, just, intentionality around the home front with putting my phone down after work that's honestly helped a lot with just like my um my lack of patience with them i feel like feel like it was almost like i was more in tune with what i was trying to do on my phone than what i was trying to do with my kids and they were being a a distraction to what i was doing on my phone so nice i've felt a lot more present and like i don't know it's just fun to sit there and watch like their facial expressions like they can just be interacting with each other and being able to see how they interact and play and, and play well with each other it's just really fun to see when you and you wouldn't ever i never really picked up on that when i was just staring at my phone all the time right okay good job yeah it's, awesome. been, it's been fun warren was in wrestling this year for the first time and so we watched the state final wrestling uh, on Saturday and he had a blast and we just wrestled as wrestled as a family. So <laughs> always seems to be a nightly occurrence. 
which Rachel loves. She loves it. Just rile them up before they put it to bed. Aaron's like, why, why, why do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Just squeezing those last few drops of energy out. So that's a great, <laughs> great night's sleep. All right. <laughs> that's Good. awesome, guys. I'm super encouraged, especially as a, a dad with younger kids. Just hearing the things that you guys are doing intentionally with kids that are a little bit older. And to your point, Tom, just the, and I've I've believed that same that same kind of lie I tell myself is like, well, I don't, you know, when they get older. You know, they'll be able, they'll actually remember stuff and they can actually do things. But no, I'm finding like I'm setting the foundation now. And, you know, our our two and a half year old, he surprises me every day with like his level of understanding and the, like he'll sing a song that he heard once. I'm like, oh man, this guy has like a steel trap mind. And so kind of a quick win as we've been he'll come up to me in the evenings and just say, dad, I want to learn about God, which what dad doesn't want to hear that. And so we've downloaded the Bible app for kids on our phone. And it just does a great job of kind of taking them through some, some simple Bible stories. And, um, you know, he, he's not grasping every single thing, but it's allowed us to just kind of share some kind of rudimentary or foundational truths about God with him. And like, that's a foundation to build on. So I'm super encouraged uh, by that. We'll spend these last 10 or so minutes just recapping Uncommon Friendship, and then we'll share uh, just how we've done on this week's challenge and then uh, look ahead to to next month. So, yeah, we talked about how friendship is crucial to our health and growth as men because loneliness is really rampant in our culture, in our world, uh, causes many people to struggle with anxiety, depression, substance abuse, etc., and Proverbs 27, 17 is a verse we all know well as men, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So just having community like this, deep friendships will not only combat loneliness, but will also offer us accountability and long-term sustained growth. And do you guys remember some of the uncharacter or some of the characteristics that we talked about of what makes an uncommon friend? Like, what do you guys feel are some of those characteristics? Get you ice cream early in the morning. Yes. that's the top that's setting the bar real high (laughs) i remember one of the biggest one was just like speaking truth to people like hey i love you this much that hey there's this is the truth that i need to speak like out of love but that was a big one i remember yep what's the verse better is open rebuke than hidden love so Mm. yeah um and doing that you know, if I'm coming to a friend and I see a, a red flag or something, it's like what Jesus says, take the log out of my own eye first. So I need to first be like, is this something I'm struggling with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's humility. So some other things we talked about, we're just dealing with conflict in an honest and healthy way. So you can mm-hmm. kind of read about that in Matthew 18, bringing out the best in, in your friends. So your friends uh, will push you uh, fighting for reconciliation. So there's going to be times where we just have disagreements but you know true friends uncommon friends will forgive and you know will go out of their way to restore the relationship i think true friends like pray with and for their friends they're loyal uh, they can empathize and suffer well with their friends we talked about job chapter two um, and how his friends came and sat with him and then uh, uncommon friends are our servants so we think about jesus washing his disciples feet he led by example. Dude, I think the, too yeah, something ahead, 
that I really appreciate. Like, so Eric Baker texted me this morning. He's like, Hey, I got my hands full. Uh, quick update. They got both dogs. Okay. <laughs> Two puppies because that's how Eric Baker rolls. The wise owl, as they call him. He didn't uh, listen to Orion. <laughs> he's he, he got yeah. both dogs, both puppies. Okay. So that's uncommon. <laughs> Uh, so he he texted me this morning and just said, hey, I got my hands full over here. And I was like, you need help, man? I, is it like a mailbox need help? Uh, is, have you knocked over the mailbox? Uh, but so I appreciated that. Matt Jens was like, hey, I'm going to North Dakota. He texted last night. Um, John texted last night. It was like, or maybe he's going. What? They're out of town. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then I just. Dominican. Yeah, that's what's happening. So that he makes me want to barf in my mouth. Uh, that is unacceptable, by the way. <laughs> you cannot go to Dominican and miss these calls. Uh, no, but all three of those were like, I just really appreciate it. And then I just texted Gabe, like, hey, man, you all right? Like, we just moved to Zoom. I just want to make sure you're good. Sure. He he said, I just got sick last night, was just sleeping. And so I just appreciate that kind of open and honesty. Like, hey, everybody's taking this as a priority um, and hopefully getting value out of that. But Speaking of like uncommon friendships, I feel like that's really helpful just to, hey, I, you're expecting me, something happened, you know, it's really. Yeah, because more so than just like being on this call, which of course we want everyone every week because it just makes the call better. More so than that is just we want to know like guys are doing well. So we mm-hmm. definitely appreciate to know like, yeah, I'm going out of town, so I won't be there. It's like, oh, okay, we'll pray. Pray for safe travels for you. Right. Can I say something? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say, you know, first and foremost, thank you to Phil and Ryan um, for putting this group together because this has been a really, really um, answer to prayer for me. Mm. Uh, just moving up here from Arizona to really start to build some friendships and relationships outside of like my family, which has been, you know, my wife tells me like, you need friends. <laughs> like, why do you say it like that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you guys. And I think another true about friendship I think about is encouraging one another, spurning uh, one another on mm-hmm. to good deeds. So um, that's a true mark of a friend. Just, that's like you said, Phil, it's going to tell you the truth, right? And love, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's going to encourage you at the same time. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Super encouraging for us, you know, and to see that's an answer to prayer. Like that's sometimes all we need to hear is like we're in God's will. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, the challenge for this week was to reach out to uh, a friend that you haven't contacted for a while and just try to get together with them. So I wanted to just see from the group, has uh, anybody had any success reaching out to somebody? Do you got a, any, a mandate lined up as we put it? (laughs) I had a friend in elementary school. Well, actually it's been earlier. My, my mom and his mom were really, really close and then I was born on November 17th. He was born on November 18th. And so we went to elementary school. He had been my best friend. And uh, I just hadn't talked to him forever. So I reached out to him. I was like, dude, let's have lunch um, on LinkedIn. I, I messaged him on LinkedIn. He was like, hey, I'm out of town for the next couple of weeks, but let's let's do that. So I can't wait to just hear what happened with his life. And uh, after we kind of, I moved away and we just kind of just kind of went our own separate ways. But 
I'm super excited about that. And then uh, this is a dumb one, but my dad and I just haven't seen each other for a while. And I usually hang out with him probably, I don't know, but we haven't hung out. So we ended up playing pickleball together, which is always fun because my dad's more competitive than I am. Uh, and so we played pickleball together, which isn't really the challenge because, but I hadn't seen him for a while. So it was really good to connect, but yeah, that was no, my... that's not, that's not dumb at all. That's awesome. Connecting with your dad. I love that you and your dad are such good friends and share common interests around just competing against each other. And your dad is like super fit. So I'm sure he kicks your butt on a pickleball. Court. We would all love to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> We, we were together for we were always paired together oh. and we were undefeated so and he's getting quite uh quite good so kind of helpful sometimes i get frustrated and intimidated like i'm i can't be that good dad like i'm, I'm sorry you know but he would whip me if we played <laughs> anything uh from orion tom or chris any anything uh as far as connecting with a old friend yeah i'm trying to uh reconnect with my dad um and just kind of reestablish that relationship so if you guys uh, actually can hold me accountable with that so we've kind of texted back and forth to kind of talk but i really haven't pulled the trigger yet and not really for sure why i, I mean I, I have some ideas of why maybe i'm just not ready for that conversation yet of the all the answers or i'm sorry all the questions that i have for him mm. so Wow. Can I ask nice how, how sure. long it's been since you guys did last speak or? Um, we spoke over Christmas, but as far as like, um, I mean, this has been fairly recent within, I would say the last couple of years that I've really started to reach out to reestablish a relationship with him because he hasn't been a part of my life for a long, long time. Mm. So that is something that I'm working through. A lot of questions that I have that I know is going to be a tough conversation. I'm just, I don't know, I don't know if I'm like just like afraid of the responses or, um, or the dis or the unknown of what's going to happen. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's real. That's a real one. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping you in our prayers for that. Just yeah. wisdom on on when and. You know what? What to, just that the spirit would guide that conversation. You know, for God's glory. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for sharing. So I reached out. I shared you with a screenshot of a text. Reached out to my buddy David. He's kind of one of those friends where we don't see each other too often, but every every so often, every few months, one of us will just kind of <clears throat> be like, "Hey, we should grab lunch." So I think the last time I'd seen him was about a year ago. So texted him on his birthday, which was the Super Bowl. So I was like, happy super birthday bowl day. <laughs> and I was, just like, I was just like, I miss you, which, yeah, guys don't usually say that to other, other guys. But mm -hmm. uh, he's like, I miss you too, man. And I was like, hey, since we both miss each other, let's get together. And a couple of days went by after that. I was like, oh, I knew it. I shouldn't have said I missed him. I came on too strong. <laughs> <laughs> but I texted him back. I was like, I was like, hey, uh, yeah, I wasn't blowing smoke. Like we should totally get together. And so we're actually getting lunch today. So I'm pumped for that. And I just wrote him a just a little letter uh, just to thank him for his friendship and just kind of writing him a prayer uh, mm. over him and over his like marriage. 
and he has a they have a, a young daughter um so just praying over him as a as a dad and mm-hmm. you know i'll i'm sure i'll share kind of this community but it's not i'm not going into it like i'm trying to recruit this guy i'm like right. if god if god brings it up in conversation then i'll, I'll share it um yeah we definitely want this to be a place where you know, it's, it's for the right men at the right time, you know, the right mm-hmm. season of life. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be excited to report with you guys how that lunch goes. Chris, what were you going to say, buddy? Sorry, I had to get it <laughs> unmuted. No, I, I have reached out to a friend of mine. I haven't got a response yet, but, um, friend of mine from high school, we used to be in a men's group together that, um, well, I shouldn't say men's group guys group or whatever in high school, but it was just like six of us. And, it was a really good time um, just like to look back at all like the prayers that were answered through that group over that summer that we had together was really powerful. Um, so I just wanted to get together and like connect on that. And, um, and his, his wife is going through some stuff right now. That's she's being very vocal about on social media and it's, it's been a real bad, like, hard line in the road for him and his wife um and their family and like separation there mm-hmm. just wanted to see how he was doing and just yeah just more or less just check in and so i think i got lunch with them like last year maybe once but trying to get lunch with them this week and just see how he's doing and how i can pray for him Good job Johnson. that's getting back into just how do we it's, it's easy to be a good friend when, when life is going really well, but it goes back to just like, how do we sit with our friends in hard times and just be there for them and not enter in trying to fix it. So that's super cool that you can take the initiative to do that. Chris is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, one thing I just wanted to share real quick, this is something it's not really related to the radical relationships that we're talking about, but just something that got to put on my heart. So, something that I've been convicted of this week was just like self-reliance. I think the more that I do this work, you know, the more knowledge I gain and and skills around being a a better husband and father and and even all the other pillars that we touch on, I think the more tempted that I am to be self-reliant instead of relying on God's strength, God as my strength and wisdom. I just wanted to emphasize like to, to us as a group, even though it's awesome that, we're showing up for these calls and putting in the work to be better in our marriage and, and parenting and friendship. Just wanted to encourage all of us to continue to rely on God because um, mm-hmm. he alone is going to transform and grow us into godly husbands and fathers and men. And all of these skills and knowledge, like apart from him, I would say are worthless. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just wanted to encourage you guys with that. And then kind of just as we get into next month, we'll be diving into worthwhile work. So looking at the topics of just work as worship, practicing hard work and rest, being a leader in your workplace, and then pursuing passion in your profession. So with that, we'll have new challenges, uh, new skills and things to learn, and we'll crown a a new Mr. Uncommon. But yeah, there's still a take advantage of this last week because there's still plenty of points to be earned. And candidly, I want to see someone other than Eric win. So <laughs> give me a run for your money. <laughs> That's good. That's Any good. last words, Phil? 
No, I, I think the devotion last week, like this past week, that's really been resonated with me is just being the salt of the earth. Like, what does that look like? You know, and, and what is the, what's the main purpose of salt right now? You know, it tastes, makes things taste better. It preserves things. It also de-ices roads, makes you safer. So what does it look like to be the salt in the earth right now? And I think that's to be uncommon and it's super attractive. And so the more we can be vulnerable, authentic, and real with people is like, that's different. Well, because it's God, right? It's it's the Lord and uh, giving praise and honor to Him, but also being a salt of the earth and and really being among worldly people that are really telling us kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do here is just pour into community, pour into each other, like helping encourage each other going up and being really authentic on the times that we fail and fallen and. Like Orion said, like, man, I don't know. I really don't know how to process through this. Like, that's real, right? Like, that's what this group is for. And so that's really encouraging to me. And so thanks for each one of you for your time this morning and uh, hope that you have a blessed week. And we'll be praying for you for sure. Till next week. Have a great one. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. See you. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.